Concerning the blood of Jesus, God said to me the following. You shed none of your own blood to pay for your sins. Your sins were paid for by the blood of Jesus, which was shed for you. Hebrews 9.12 By his own blood he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. That's Hebrews 9.22 And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood there's no remission. And God instantly caused me to understand I've shed none of my blood to pay for my sins. Jesus shed his blood to pay for my sins. My sins can never be paid for by my ideas or my works, by trying to make up for what I did wrong. Only through entering into belief in Jesus' blood can I be saved from my sins. I was baptized when I was about 15 years old at Church of Christ, which my aunt attended. I didn't want to go to hell, and I thought that was the way to keep from going to hell. But my life didn't change one bit. I went right on in my own ambitions, pursuing what I desired. And then, when I was 37, God spoke to me. I was in my bedroom alone. I had been reading a book about sin. And God said to me, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, oh, sins? I thought they were mistakes. A great many people think their sins are mistakes. I hear it all the time. When people talk on television, they don't realize they sinned and they need to be saved. They just think they made a mistake. By that word of showing me my mistakes that I'd been making all these years, I was very aware I was making mistakes. But by showing me those weren't mistakes, those were sins. God saved me, gave me his Holy Spirit. I was changed instantly, instantly. Without anything else, I was completely different after God spoke to me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. 
Behold, all things are become new. Being born again, instantly changed by the Spirit of God. And now the Spirit of God lives in you at that point. When you believe God, believe the Word, and are changed, the Spirit of God lives in you to teach you and guide you, both in Bible as well as what you do in this present life. And that's what happened to me. Most Christians, I think, think that you read the Bible and when you get enough knowledge, you're a Christian. Or you be baptized and you're a Christian. Not necessarily. When the Spirit of God speaks to you, and you believe the Spirit of God, you're born again by God, by His Spirit, and changed instantly. And then after that, you can learn spiritual things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, Paul says, The natural man receiveth not the Spirit of God, and the things of God, because they're foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, for they're spiritually discerned. So you could read the Bible your whole life and not know anything, basically, that's true. You'd know Jesus, you'd know he died for your sins. But to be really born again which Jesus says you must be born again, John chapter 3. You could read the Bible your entire life without knowing that. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Paul says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. After you receive the word of God, that's when you learn Bible. Of course, I know as a child, God can teach children. I was one of those he did teach. My mother and aunt were speaking one day, and they didn't know I was awake, and they were in the room where I was. My mother was speaking about my dad's first wife. I didn't know my dad had a first wife. I'd never heard of her until that moment. And I was devastated because God had taught me things about divorce and remarriage. It had to be God, because my mother and dad didn't go to any church. We had no Bibles. I went to Church of Christ occasionally when we visited my aunt who lived in another part of the state. But I know it was God who taught me about divorce and remarriage. I was devastated to think that my dad had a first wife. And as a child, I must have been five years old or so, 
I didn't want to see my dad again. I didn't tell anyone this. Later, God taught me more thoroughly about divorce and remarriage. If a man's wife is unfaithful to him, he can divorce and remarry. But if she's faithful and she remarries, he'll be the cause of her committing adultery. That's Matthew 5, verse 32. Jesus is saying to the men, Whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. We had a man in our church group that I found out had filed divorce papers against his wife. He didn't live in the same town that I live in. So I called him and I said, I have heard that you have filed divorce against your wife. And he said, yes, I have. And I said, was she unfaithful to you? He got very silent for a few seconds. And then he said, no. And I said, well, according to the Bible, the only way a man can divorce his wife is if she's unfaithful. Read Matthew 5.32. Apparently he did read that. He withdrew the divorce proceedings from the courts. If your wife is unfaithful and you choose to, you can divorce her. That's the only reason given in the Bible, in the New Testament, that a man can divorce his wife. And now what about the wife? Can she divorce her husband? What does the Bible teach? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 and 11. The Apostle Paul says the following, starting at verse 10 of chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians. And to the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Paul makes it clear, this is a commandment of the Lord for the women in the New Testament church. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. That's a commandment of the Lord. So you women who are about to divorce, thinking you'll remarry, you better think again and do what this scripture says. It's a commandment of the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And you men 
Don't divorce your wife unless she is unfaithful to you. It's really very simple. God intended for the husband and wife to remain together, being one flesh. Now, at the time of sexual intercourse, you become one flesh with the person, even if you're not married to the person, even if you're having sex with a prostitute. 1 Corinthians 6 tells us that. Therefore, Paul says, flee fornication. Every sin is without the body, but he who commits fornication sinneth against his own body. Same thing for women. At the time of sexual intercourse, you become one flesh. How do you separate one flesh? Only by death can one flesh be divided. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39. The wife is bound by the law. Now, that's the law of God, not the law of Moses. Many people say we don't go by the law today, but it's the law of Moses we don't go by. Even in the Old Testament, the wife was bound to her husband. But in the New Testament, Several times we have the statement that if the wife leaves her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. Several times we have that statement in the New Testament. So it is the law of God for the New Testament church. I'll read those scriptures to us. 1 Corinthians Chapter 7, verse 39. The wife is bound by the law, the law of God, as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. Romans 7, verse 2. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. So women, as long as your husband lives, you are bound by the law of God to your husband. If he divorces you and you remarry, you commit adultery, even if it was his fault. That may not sound fair to you. That's simply Bible. And you are protected by these scriptures from doing something that would destroy you. So I advise you, obey the scriptures. 
If you are married, do not divorce your husband. If you leave your husband, know that you must not remarry. The Apostle Paul says, if you do that, if you leave your husband and marry another man, you both commit adultery. So you can read these scriptures. Read Mark chapter 10. Jesus says, if the man leaves his wife and marries another, a faithful wife, he commits adultery against his wife. If a woman is married and leaves her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. That's in Mark chapter 10. Romans 7 tells us the same thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 tells us the same thing. Marriage is for the rest of your life. If your husband leaves you, you commit adultery if you marry another man. That's strictly what these verses tell you. Obviously, this is what God wanted spoken today. I certainly had no idea the Holy Spirit was going to lead me this direction. So someone listening to this is about to sin. And God is trying to stop you with these verses. Take these verses and study them and do them. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.